Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. For the Amazing Truth Minute today, I will focus on something I ran across uh, on as I was on the internet. And it's a quote, I think, from Love Offering. It's a page. And it says, Your story is your story. Whether you feel called to share it to the masses or hold it tightly to yourself, you are no less brave, you are no less strong, you are no less resilient, you are no less worthy. So your story is your story. Let nobody take it away from you but you can give it away to someone so they can have a story that they have to share. And that is The Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Well, listeners, well, welcome uh, for, for, the second, um, for the second podcast. Um, Today we have wonderful uh, we have a wonderful guest. This is the Amazing Truth podcast and we have a special guest today. But before I get to our guest, let's let me welcome Ezra. Yes, yes, I am back. Welcome me. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenan our, I am also our, back. Our, our other host. <laughs> this is where we laugh, we enjoy ourselves, yep. but we learn something. Yes, and yes, our yes. goal is to get yeah. some gems yep, yep, from yep. our guests mm. and also to tell the story. Yep. We are focusing on our guest. Yes. It's not about us. No, never, it's not. Never, no, never. It's, it's never mm. about us. Mm-hmm. Now, um, just to introduce our special guest. Yes. Uh, her name is Rehema. Hello, hello. My name is Rahema. Good to be back again. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Rahema, we missed you. One week we were just oh, waiting week. for this. Imagine, it's week. too much. The feedback. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, we have seven days. Did, did, uh, yes, thank you all so much for your feedback, by the way. Yeah, uh, we, we appreciate you coming back. You, you know, you know, Kenan, when you hear the stories from people based on Rahema's story, many people are actually going through... This, this is real. Yeah. This is real. This is very real. This, yeah, you, you yeah. know, and, and most people just don't have that platform. So shout out, Rama. We really appreciate yeah. you. Oh, yeah. no, you. Really appreciate you. Very for much. I appreciate that. I, I also, actually, you know, from the last podcast, mm-hmm. we had a, we had a lot about uh, Rahema's story. And mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to her parents. There you yeah. go. Just yeah. imagine, mm-hmm. uh, they're in the midst of a uh, genocide. Mm-hmm. And possibly they have lost their own brothers, mm-hmm. they've Definitely. lost their own sisters, mm-hmm. they've lost their own parents. Mm-hmm. They are the only ones remaining. Yep. And they gathered the courage mm-hmm. to take six kids mm. out of that country yep. to take them to another country. Mm-hmm. And then things Several are countries. There, Several they countries. go to another country mm-hmm. and another country mm-hmm. and finally to the US. Yep. Yes. Yep. And then the experience they have here. You know, I, I, my, my, I, I just want to give a shout out to them for yes, the work. Yes, mama and papa. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and if I may add this too, they have the privilege of being able to live back in Uganda or America. Uh-huh. So let's also be patient with our parents and know that we can help them out. Mm-hmm. Because as you've noticed, some of our parents don't speak English that yes, well. Yes. They're being disrespected when they go out in public. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are over here speaking this and this and that. Mm-hmm. Let's also help them. Yep, They're human true. too. Uh, you know, you know, Rahim, I like the positive energy you bring, you know, is that even despite your journey, mm-hmm. you know, how you can now look back and, and just appreciate that journey. It's and your parents. It's mm-hmm. it's really amazing. And I, I hope there's a young person listening to this, maybe having a rough time with their parents. Just know that 
Rahema's story can be your story too. Oh, yeah. Don't wait until you later start seeing it now hopefully. See it now. Those bridges. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hey Kenan, that that haircut is so uh, it's still fresh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> three, three weeks later, no, it's, it's still about, fresh. It's about time to <laughs> go back. <laughs> Guys, ask me where did I get the haircut? No, no, no. no. Rahema is doing something special. You Tell know? the viewers. No, no, who the Rahema Rahema is who's Rahema? Entrepreneur. Yes, oh, yeah. you know yeah. we have an an African female entrepreneur uh-huh. right in Successful. the house. Yes. Successful. Yes. yes. That's uh-huh. a because I'm an entrepreneur too, but I'm not successful. Okay then. I think after the live, whatever you've been taking, tone down, tone down a little bit. All right, let's 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 bring this back. Collins, I know there's something there's something beautiful about Rahema. She's doing something special for the listeners, right? What is she doing? You know her business is called. Rahema's cut, mm-hmm. okay. you know, and she's running a discount. Yes. All those who are who have listened to this podcast, uh-huh. if you go, if you need a haircut, yes, think about Rahema and go uh, go actually to to her. Mm-hmm. And if you mention this uh, podcast, podcast yeah. she will give you half off. Half off, right? Half Rahema, what's half off? Half off means that if you come in for a regular haircut, it's usually. Tw- Forty dollars, mm-hmm. so it means you only pay twenty dollars. Okay. If you come in for a haircut and beard, that's sixty, which means you only pay thirty. <laughs> Now let me tell you something good about that, yes, though. Oh, man. While we're over here talking about stress and all of this, yeah. also my business, mm-hmm. I focus a lot on making sure that you relax, mm-hmm. making sure that you basically relax mm-hmm. from how we talk from what we talk about mm-hmm. and i therapy. will make you love your hair my goodness Wonderful. i am going there i have a beard <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know it was extra no, for a beard <laughs> with this discount 20 dollars <laughs> so you only pay 40 all right let's let's bring this back right mm-hmm. yeah. but but on all seriousness people check out rahema cuts uh you're going to get a discount uh, uh just mention amazing truth podcast mm-hmm. uh, and then you 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 know you you will you will thank us you will thank us because <laughs> you will save some $20. And if you save that $20, give it for a good cause. Yeah, exactly. Find a place, find someone who needs it yeah. and donate something. You right? can buy Duncan. Duncan something. Yeah, you buy can buy Duncan, Duncan right? So who's Duncan? Duncan is a friend of ours mm-hmm. who, man, if you go back and watch our live episode, he yeah. was there. Gentleman has gone through a lot. The next podcast, oh, it's going to be him week. and you hear a lot of it. But but we, we, we've been working to see him transition into uh Uh, safe and affordable housing mm-hmm. uh safe space and uh whatever donation you have to send it to uh, this cash up Ezra E Z R A K E and uh it's going to go towards helping to furnish his house get him settled in get him you know give him a foundation and a springboard yeah. to start up and also one thing we'll miss to mention is that we have a support group also that's going on True. you know once a month with ISO Victor and Duncan so please check us out but again it's never about us it's not no. the problem is that we we talk too much yes <laughs> you guys took eight minutes I'm looking at you Kenan, oh, yeah. you are let's, talking let's, too let's bring it back <laughs> let's bring it back to Rehema Rehema yes we are back yeah. welcome back I mean, we're all back <laughs> yeah so last time you stopped at um We ended where you attempted the first suicide. Yes. You know your parents have come in. Walk us through the next journey. How do you? There are the three. There are two, I believe. Three. You had a so total attempt. Three more. Yes. Three more. Mm-hmm. So just in a nutshell, just on the first part, walk us through that, and then the second part will go to the higher. You know the win-win situations where we are in right now. Yes. Yes. So after that one, I was hospitalized, and then after the hospital, I went back to living with my brothers and my parents. And what I did, I've, I went and got my cosmetology license because what happens is when you finish, you also have to go do a test. They call it boards of cosmetology so that you can actually start to practice. So I did start to practice. And at the end of 2013, my parents wanted to move to Colorado and they wanted me and my little brother to go with. At this time, I had a job at Fantastic Sam's. Mm-hmm. But in a way, me and my little brother almost always followed our parents because we were the younger ones. Mm-hmm. So we did go. Mm-hmm. After two weeks, we came back because it wasn't a place that worked for us. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, too, I believe it would have been beneficial for us to stay with our parents. Mm-hmm. That's where I also go into a thing of don't think that you're grown mm-hmm. and that you don't need your parents just mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's um 
regardless of how old you are, you need a parent somewhere. And I talk about parents a lot because what depression can also do for you is that it can make you so angry that you put your anger on those very same people that you loved and respected so much mm-hmm. because you feel like I put all of this energy into you, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm not getting anything back. Right. So it's not that you don't love your parents. It's mm-hmm. just that you've put them on a pedestal mm-hmm. that's so high up there that you get disappointed. Mm-hmm. But um, so after that, we came back to Minnesota and then I was working, but went back into the drinking mm-hmm. But a few months after that, though, is where I got into an altercation with some friends that I used to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Kezi was included in that mm-hmm. group as well. And I had to distance myself after that, though. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started a journey of just Rahama. Mm-hmm. I became cold. Mm-hmm. I became alone. Mm-hmm. But that's why I also go back to let your kids do what they love. Mm-hmm. As I sit here, if I was not cutting hair, I would not be alive. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I would get so low, mm-hmm. but then I would remember how I cut someone's hair. Mm-hmm. And let's say they came in and they were such in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. They come in, you cut their hair, and they see how they look. And that just that smile, mm-hmm. just that little difference. Mm-hmm. I used to keep it in my head all the time, and that kept me going for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, so at this time, it was 2014, I was working at Roosters. I ended up quitting. Mm-hmm out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but that's when i realized that my depression had been really bad Mm. but it wasn't just depression because a few months prior to that i met this girl and we ended up doing another drug Mm -hmm. i won't mention it because yes and with that one i think it was the last straw even for myself Mm -hmm. to say that rahema just because nobody sees that you have a problem Mm -hmm. you know you have a problem Mm -hmm. so stop trying to put drugs Mm -hmm. So that other people can see that you have a problem because just because maybe the way you communicate, nobody can see that you're sad or maybe you have a good way of hiding it. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't know is that I had manic depression. Mm-hmm. So manic, boom, 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 everything is fine. Happy, happy, happy. But when you're so low, mm-hmm. you're just low. Mm-hmm. So 2014, I quit my job. And uh, in November, I say, you know what? I want to go to... My mother was in uh, Uganda at this time. Mm-hmm. So I said, I want to go be with my mother. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, I used to wake up thinking that I was going to die before I saw my mother. Mm-hmm. So I made it a point to go see her, but I bought a one-way ticket. Mm-hmm. Because America was almost, be- it was almost suffocating me. Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing of the transitioning too. Mm-hmm. So I lived back home where a young woman, yes, you live with your parents. If you go to school, you go to school. And then marriage was almost the next thing. Mm-hmm. But here I am, 23. Now, before I turned 21 was don't talk to a boy. Mm-hmm. After 23 is, do you have a fiancé? My goodness. So even Last that alone. Quick. <laughs> it's like, like you just take a walk and shop for one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So even that alone, too. And also, let's not say that this does not affect African women. Mm-hmm. It does affect us. It does. It does. So then that makes you wonder. It's like, oh, actually, I'm a default. How come I don't have this at this time? How come I don't have that at that time? So I went for one month. I had bought a one-way ticket because I said, you know what, let me just go for two years. But after a month of being there, I learned things about your own. You know, sometimes you love your family. Mm -hmm. But there's certain things about you love. Not that they're bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that you didn't know. Mm -hmm. So then I didn't know how to accept them and i was like oh i think america would be easier right now mm. so after a month i came back <laughs> but that was a bad idea coming back was a bad idea it was a bad idea mm. because i came back bad like mm. my mind fog mm. depressed so i tried to look for a job i couldn't get a job anywhere mm-hmm. but the reason why i couldn't get a job anywhere is because in the interviews i was manic mm. so i would say these things and they would know that i'm not okay so you keep on saying this word manic Manic depression is like when you're just hyper, like you're like you're depressed, right? So it's like you're excited, mm-hmm. like you're just, you want to do, 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 you want to go, go, go. But mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you're going to crash. Mm-hmm. Now, when you crash, like that's where drink. the suicide comes in. Mm-hmm. You lost yourself mm-hmm. because you were such on a little high <clears throat> for so long that, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But once that goes away, mm. so I come back. 
I tried to look for a job, no job, but it wasn't that there wasn't a job. It's just that I was so bad in my head. I was almost sabotaging myself without knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I have worked it out with, with a family member. Mm-hmm. I went into I had a family member who had a business mm-hmm. and we had helped him for a few years me and my little brother. Mm-hmm. I wrote myself for a check of $5,000. Mm-hmm. And I went and I put it in my in my bank account. Mm-hmm. The money that I had, I bought a ticket to California. Mm-hmm. I had $92 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. That check hadn't cleared. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you how I did not care, mm-hmm. what would happen after I got on that plane? Mm-hmm. Because what was in my head was I'm going to board that plane and when I come off, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. I'll just take a walk maybe for like five hours, mm-hmm. wherever I end up is wherever I end up. Mm-hmm. So I go and then I get to the airport. I'm just standing there. But at this time, at this point I had already checked out. Mm-hmm. I was completely checked out. I stand there and this guy comes into me. He's like, where are you going? And I'm like, Oh, nowhere. He's like, what do you mean? You're going nowhere. He was trying to t- start small talk. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sir, I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. So I get on those shuttle buses mm-hmm. And I got on the first one that I saw. I didn't care. I just sat down. Mm-hmm. So the guy goes and they get to the hotel and the man is like, um, are you staying here? And then I was like, uh, if I can. So I was also doing things that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Because when I walked up to the register, the man was like, well, it's 100. I think it was said 130. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, I don't have that much. He thought I was joking, mm-hmm. but my face was stern. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe what got in his head. He was like, okay, I'll give you the room. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, my brother, fi- he's my brother. I love you, Salomon. My brother finds out what I had done. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's angry. I understand. Now, because, see, when I watch American movies or certain situations, like people with mental health, like their family members would be like this and that, this and that. I'm not pointing fingers. That's why I'm saying we all need to talk mm-hmm. because we're all going through something. Mm-hmm. So he's, he was angry. He told me certain words. In my head, I was like, I'm already dead. Mm-hmm. I'm already dead. So if anything, let me do you guys the favor mm-hmm. because that's where you start to feel like a burden too. You're just a log. Mm-hmm. You're just a log to everybody. Mm-hmm. Your existence is just useless. It's like, why do I, why am I even here? So I'm in California and I ended up meeting a friend who I knew through a friend in Minnesota. Now, once that money hit the, the bank, I gave it to so many homeless people mm. because the first, I also had psychosis twice. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, let's stop blaming drugs. On, now, of course, addiction is a thing. Yes, yes. But let's not blame drugs and alcohol on so many things that we are actually dying on the inside mm-hmm. and forgetting to cure ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because that first day that I had psychosis, all I did, I went to the gas station and I said, can I buy some water? No, no, no. I went and picked up a bottle and I almost walked out. But the cashier was like, you have to pay for that. So I opened the water bottle and then I splashed the water on them. And I said, how can you sell water when you have people going thirsty? God made water for free. Mm. But of course, as you can see, there's no thinking in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be cute and all of that. Like, don't sell water. Mm-hmm. But it there was no sense in it. Mm-hmm. So I start to yell at everybody in the store, so like, telling them not to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Of course, the police comes. They arrest me, but then they realize that I was having a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. So they take me to a cell, and in that cell, um, yeah, they ended up taking me about, they took me out three days later, and they took me to a hospital. So at that hospital, I was there for two weeks. Nobody knew where I was. And when we would take showers, they would have to watch us because most of us were suicidal. Mm -hmm. But I would turn the hot water on hot on purpose Mm -hmm. because being in that hospital and knowing that nobody knew where I was, but also whenever I would come back to my senses, I would see other people on the phone. Like, you know, somebody called, somebody did this. Mm -hmm. And I realized that nobody called. So I was like, okay, Rahama, at this point, you're really just a burden even on yourself. Mm. 
So I would look for little minor things to almost do. But then again, the nurses would give me compliments. They would say, why are you here? You seem to be fine. Mm. But then again, the higher nurse is like, oh, you can't go home yet. You have to stay here. So they also had to bring a judge in that hospital so that can be like, oh, okay, now you won't go to jail because of what I had done to that 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Still. So the nurses say, well, you seem to be fine. And then some of the male nurses started to hit on me. Mm. Mind you, I had shaved my hair off. Mm. So I say, if I can feel this ugly and look this ugly, mm. how is it that a man can find me attractive? Mm. So that's why I started to say, you know, Abraham, you don't have a drug problem. Mm. Nobody cursed you. Mm. Your mind is sick. Because when I had first walked into that hospital, I was told that I went and knocked on every man's door and I hit on their chest and I said, my kings, wake up. Being me, the Rehema that I know, I love seeing confident people. So in a way, I was like, am I trying to find myself? But it's so like in a dark way that I'm going about it in a way that is crazy. I don't know. So they released me from the hospital. I go back to that friend. Well, first of all, I I had to ask a lady on the train if I looked crazy because I left with clothes that I didn't go in with because they give you whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go back to that place where I had stayed with that friend. I knock on the door. The friend opens the door. They're like, oh, where have you been? Like nothing happened. My heart dropped to the ground. Mm-hmm. So two weeks you're somewhere, right? You know you're sick. Nobody's looking for you. Even the person that knows that you were gone for two weeks Mm -hmm. acts like, oh, yeah, oh, hey. Mm -hmm. So I entered, and they had given me antidepressants at that time. Mm -hmm. I remember going to take a bath. I took a bath, and but I went to the bathroom. I don't know if I should say this with the knife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I went to the bathroom to take the bath with a knife and a few pills. And when I say this, it's not because I hated myself. It's because you lost yourself so much Mm -hmm. that even your mind almost forgets you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I used to tell Kezi, I've said this and she kind of laughed because it sounded kind of funny. It was me trying to save me from myself. Mm -hmm. But what hurt was the fact that I didn't have other soldiers to help me fight me. Mm So me choosing to leave Minnesota, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I even chose to leave Minnesota Mm -hmm. because the things that happen in California, the psychosis, Mm -hmm. I was put in a straight jacket because I almost killed a woman Mm -hmm. or because she was wearing a wig. Mm -hmm. In my personal life, I hate wigs. So in a way, it's like I was associating, Mm -hmm. but they were extreme. Mm -hmm. So I got to learn about myself through Mm -hmm. me losing my mind. Mm -hmm. And... With my brothers and my parents, my psychosis, what went down, they told me that if I had been close to my family, I would have killed all my family members. Mm. So all the trauma and all the anger that had built up, when my brain snapped, I was angry Mm. at everybody. Mm. But I shouldn't have, well, no, I can't say I shouldn't have been because if I had the right... Me now here I am sitting, you know, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. logically say that mm-hmm. I had a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't blame anybody for not seeing it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I am thankful for still being here. And I'm also proud of myself very ma- very much to to make that decision of going to beauty school. Mm-hmm. I keep going back to this decision because I feel as though that's the only decision that as a human being I've been able to make for myself. Amazing. I did wow. not name myself. Amazing. Sorry. No, that <laughs> no, was no, no. good. I, 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 I think do. for the first time, Kenan has been quiet for a long time. So, and I, <laughs> no, but I, I, You're I, welcome. I, I do want to follow up. I think you've mentioned, you've talked about a lot of clinical terms. And I think two questions I have for you is, uh, were you diagnosed and at what point? And then what are some of the symptoms that you were going through? I know you've mentioned manic depression and all that, you know, suicidal, all that things. What what symptoms did you experience? If someone is going through the same symptoms, they can know that this it's, is what. And, and, yeah, I want to add so that she can answer okay, all of them together. <laughs> <laughs> the question is going to ask, at this point, where is your family too? Yeah. Because you've talked to you being in California. So as you answer those, mm-hmm. that can also yeah, answer yeah, them. Yeah. 
I was diagnosed with clinical depression and psychosis. And that was in 2014. That was the... I tried to commit suicide again after that. But this one, I put it... Medication is good. It helps those it needs to help. I just didn't work well with medication. It made me try to kill myself even more. Mm. But um, yeah, so they gave me clinical depression and psychosis. And they said that the reason why the psychosis happened was because the depression was so, like, it was traumatic as well. Mm -hmm. It went untreated for so long mm. that it just, the must, I guess, the veins in your brain, something, mm. something happened. There was too many events. There was too many things that were unresolved yes. in your mind. Yes. And your mind was just going in knots. Yes. All through without any talk, without any resolution. Mm -hmm. And so you lose. Got any intervention. And then, yeah, yeah the, the uh, triggers. Sy symptoms. 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 Yeah, actually do tr triggers, triggers and symptoms. symptoms, yeah. I would say the triggers were... Let me say the triggers last. The symptoms... I remember one time I woke up at 5.30 in the morning and I went on the porch and I think I was singing. And then three hours later, I go back into the into the place and I commented, I complimented this man on his beard. And then he looks back and he says, he, says a, a, he said a bad word to me. He's like, how can you say that to me when just a few hours ago you were insulting me? And I cried because I didn't remember insulting him. Yeah. I was like, oh. And after that, I started to hear that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't drunk. I wasn't high on anything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, now I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I don't remember what I'm doing. And then the triggers, it's odd how I don't know what the triggers would have been. Because mm, yeah. I think for triggers, you have to go through some type of intervention to kind of just identify what they are. Ex so yeah. you can kind of revert back and say yes. I was doing this because I saw a man with X. You know, so X, X so yes. and I think so you're saying hallucinations there was, was hallucinations yes okay and that's that's the psychosis hear, yeah, yeah. and hear? I haven't had one since 2014 yeah. did you hear voices <laughs> you hear voices you see things okay. um, yes and the voices all the voices were to kill my family that's, yeah. So that's where also when you tell some African people this, that thing of witch doctors, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. and I can't thank whatever made me go to California enough mm -hmm. because really we've heard about how people kill their family yep. members because yep. they hallucinated. Mm -hmm. A mother will kill, drown her whole mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So while I'm, my old self would have been upset that my family didn't do this, didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I sit here actually thank them mm -hmm. for handling it however they did mm -hmm. whatever way they did mm -hmm. because we're all still here mm -hmm. and we get along so well nice nice, nice. so well big i mean um Rahama, i i'm not a professional on these things so I, I can only ask questions do you think going back to your childhood whatever unresolved issues pain that you might have harbored towards your family and parents is is do you think that's what was haunting you now it had gotten to a point that that's the only thing you want to do is to take their lives because there are many incidents maybe where there was no conversation over the table of a certain situation whether there was no closure of a certain thing that eventually leads to this place would you say that that's something now that you look back you can you can see i would say yes but it all goes into how we we put our parents on a pedestal, but then if something happens, it messes up. It messes us up mentally, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah, there are I, people too. Right. I, I and think, then, I think and maybe maybe to ask it in a different way. Yeah, no, not different, but a better very, way. No, 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 not better. Okay. No, in a in a more direct. <laughs> yes. Are you and you feel comfortable? If you don't want to answer yeah. this, it's fine. Are you harboring any resentments towards your parents? I am no longer, no longer 
longer. Okay. Doing that, and even before the reason why I felt like I was was because, as a female human being, I feel as though that those who gave birth to me, mm-hmm. if they're still around, mm-hmm. they should know me more. Mm-hmm. But that's where, with wisdom, the older we get. I'm able to look at my parents. Like you said, they are their own people as well. They mm-hmm. lost parents. They mm-hmm. lost sisters. As my mother is here right now, my mother had about nine to ten siblings. She's the only person left in her family. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I also say sometimes that I did not have resentment towards them, it was my situation as well. Mm-hmm. Because if I was okay, I would have been okay enough to notice how blessed we were mm-hmm. to notice how much our parents actually were pre- like you say six kids mm-hmm. from a genocide and all of that so i think it was also the sickness that i had and then feeling alone with it mm-hmm. and then looking at your parents being like but mom dad mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to know what's going on with me mm-hmm. but that's why they say communication is key with every and anything <sighs> kenan collins let, let me let me just plug this in and say you know there are many families that and not sitting around in the table and having conversations needs to you start know, th- those those needs to those need to start those the conversations need, need to start they need to start like because now. if they if they don't mm-hmm. if they don't it's assumptions people acting yeah. on those assumptions yeah. people harbor in their emotions their feelings and i know to some extent it's very hard for parents but i think that children might struggle to start that conversation I don't know how we can work as a community as a people mm-hmm. to create that safe space for parents to start those conversations in their homes because if they don't we're going to in my own opinion continue seeing such kind of situations going on that, that we're seeing anyhow unfortunately yeah. unfortunately yeah. Uh, a friend of mine I remember shared and said that in their family mm-hmm. they have a day mm-hmm. where they sit down mm-hmm. around the table mm-hmm. and the dad said says uh let's talk. Mm. Wow. It's a safe space. You say anything, you're mm-hmm. not going to be in trouble for right. anything. Just talk. If that happens Tell in my house. Tell me if I <laughs> if I have done anything wrong to you. Yeah. I apologize. Uh-huh. Beautiful. That's, That's amazing, I, man. I think we need to 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 take that to build those to build that uh mechanisms of conversation. Yes. yes. I think Kenan, we need to go for Let's a go for a break. And when we come back, you know, I think we'll just go on the come up now. Yeah, come back. Yes. Come, we'll, we're back. looking at going high now, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, we'll be right back. We are still accepting donations for our brother Duncan. Uh cash up is Ezra cash dollar sign Ezra KE. Yep. Um again, thank you for your support. Uh if you're not following us on Instagram, amazing it's the amazing tooth podcast. Facebook, the amazing tooth podcast. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. We are even on iTunes. Oh, not iTunes. Uh, tune in. Tune in. I was going to ask you. We're, yeah, we've been <laughs> iTunes forever. We are on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. Yes, yes, we are yes. Now we're on, YouTube. we're on YouTube as well. Yes. You are, you've not seen our faces yet. Yeah, we're working, we're, on, we're working on that. Yeah. Yeah, Ezra needs to go get that <laughs> promotion <laughs> that we've <laughs> talked about. Get that $20 off and shave your beard. But anyway, we are uh, thankful boy. for your support that you've given us. Sharing. Giving us your feedback. Uh, reaching out to us. Emailing us. You know, we're working on a project, the Stories of Hope memoir. Yes. We are still accept, uh, accepting stories. And Rehema will be glad for you to share a story too. And, and we can include that in there. Mm-hmm. So we are accepting those, 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 that feedback and stories. We, want, we, are going, we are going places. And we are going places with stories that inspire us. So we don't want we, we, we to minimize this. But again, we thank everybody that's come to this podcast. If you've shared... Uh, you've sat in the seats we appreciate you and we pray that God will bless you mm-hmm. this is the amazing truth podcast
Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The, the Amazing, Amazing Truth, Truth Podcast. Podcast. Real issues, real talk. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, after break, Ezra. Yes. Man, that was a charged up fast half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very charged up, man. Listen, K- K- Collins. Yes. I'm still, I'm still in the first half. I'm still processing. Still too. processing that. Yeah. So definitely a lot of... Um, yeah, let I, me let me jump in with a question here. Let's we go. Let's go right into it. Okay, right? just take us. Yeah, go, you guys go. are just. You seem very serious. Go, yeah. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so, two questions I have for you. Yes. Okay, um, what signs can people, you know, parents or children, what what can they look for in their children so yeah. that they know, you know, you know, they can let someone know, they can seek for help. What what should parents look for? What should we look for? Especially because yours started. You started like seek for help when you were a child. You know, and it stemmed from that. And the parents could not understand what you're saying. They did not hear what you're saying. So you had to act on it so they can see. So what what signs can parents look for? Uh, the number one sign I would say is if you see your kids stay in their rooms longer than, not that they need to, but really they need to. Because if you have a living room, things like that. Now, also, while it's being realistic that some parents may have more than one child and they're working... And they don't see those kids every day or they're not able to focus on all of them. You know your kids. Try to get to know your kids so that you can know when something is off. Mm. And another thing is being too strict. Really? No. No, being too strict is not good. I mean, I personally, anyway, people raise kids differently. But the generations we're also in is self-expression. We, some Africans, we come from a place where self-expression isn't really like, almost like, uh, yeah, Accepted. go express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's do what you need to do at the time you need to do it so that you can do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But we're in America. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. If your child is into art, mm-hmm. please let them be into art. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them they're wasting their time. Mm-hmm. See, it's almost like meeting where your child is at. Mm-hmm. And also coming up with ways to, as a family, I think, say, you don't have to come tell me. Let's say you broke up with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to come tell your father or me. Mm -hmm. But can you tell your sibling? Mm -hmm. And is your sibling able to tell me? And are you okay Mm -hmm. when your sibling tells me that I come to you to talk about it? Mm -hmm. Because another thing, too, is we have to be okay with talking with our parents. We have to. That's a big the one. The parents have, have to be okay listening to their children. Listening is they have to be, yeah. not passing the judgment. Right. So I think you've mentioned triggers like, you know, break breakups. Mm-hmm. Breakups, uh, job bullying, losses, bullying. bullying. You know, I'm, I'm bullying and what? Low grades maybe mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. You know, those are some of the things that Choosing kids, careers. Yeah, choosing careers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then ex- yeah. expecting something from your kids. You know, that. perfection. Right, right. Expectations. So expectations. 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 Yeah. expectations. Unrealistic. 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 Expectations. Yeah, you need to have expectations. But not, <laughs> but not unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. For your kids. Yeah. And no kids are kids. You have to give them room to, to, to make those mistakes. Yes. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. I think as parents, uh, we are a GPS. Mm-hmm. You see, the GPS doesn't 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 force you to go where you want to. Mm-hmm. It gives you a direction. Mm-hmm. You choose. Mm-hmm. To take left or right. To take left or right. Sometimes yeah. it recalibrates itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. parents, as the children grow, mm-hmm. plays the part of the GPS mm-hmm. where a child can take a detour mm-hmm. and you recal- you recalibrate. Mm-hmm. You recalibrate and you find another route. Yeah. I want to bring us back to Rahema. Yeah. But on this on this note, I want to ask, I want to say this, as to just to add on what you've said is, I believe every person is born with a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And even before they were created, that purpose was already predetermined for them. The problem is when you don't go to the main source and the manual Mm. to figure out why this person exists so that you can guide them there. When you try to reinvent the wheel for them, then it becomes a problem. And I think we can finish on that note. And who's who's, who's, who's that 
the originator of the purpose. Who's the origin? Let me finish with that. Okay. <laughs> let, let's finish with that. <laughs> can I, can I ask about, a question too? Yes. Um, was it was it different for you? Okay. In your own experience, is mental health different in men and women, and how it 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 projects itself or it comes out? Is it different? Um, in your own experience. I can actually go back to the first mental institute that I stayed at. We yeah. did have men there. Mm-hmm. But I would firmly say that it's more sad for men mm-hmm. because of how in society too like we perceive men. Mm-hmm. Don't show your emotions. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. You're ex- you're expected of this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time for a female too You know how they call us emotional beings. Mm-hmm. So am I being emotional mm-hmm. because I'm suffering with something or mm-hmm. am I being emotional because I'm a, a woman? woman? Yeah. So then do you take me serious because I'm crying over an issue or will you not take me serious because I'm a woman and I might just be in my emotions? And and yeah, and, and people say so, people say it wrong, oh it's PMS or it's that oh. time of the month. They're dealing with this because and that's it's it's sad. It's like it's you, very sad. Yes. Let me tell you a little another thing of Let's get to know our own bodies mm. in the communities we come from. As I sit here, I have I can't pronounce the name. Mm-hmm. Endometriosis? Yeah, endometriosis. Yeah, that word. Yeah. So one day I thought I was having regular pain. Mm-hmm. For an hour, yeah. I sat there and I asked some people, "Can you please take me to the hospital?" and they said, "No, you usually have pain. It's it's normal." Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, this is not normal. I will walk to the hospital if I have to." So I got up to go walk. They're like, "Okay, fine, let's take you to the hospital." As soon as we got to the hospital, they did a incision. Ultrasound and then within an hour, I had to go into surgery mm. because they found a cyst on my ovaries that was so big that it would have turned cancerous in just a few months. So now tell me if I had listened mm. to those people and said, ah. "Oh, yes, it's just another painful Yeah. So also that pain actually would make my mind even more because I didn't understand mm. why that pain was also not knowing their diagnosis. Mm. So you yeah. see your fellow girls go through their monthly thing and they don't even bat an eye. But then here you are on mm. the floor crawling literally almost like am I about to die? Mm. So listen to your body, get to know yourself. Wow. Self-knowledge is key. Man, life life is just becoming <laughs> i know i know uh thank you for sharing that oh, i think yes. i think you need to go listen to our previous we've done a series on endometriosis yes you right? did with yes, me yes yes. The, yes yes so i want to i want to bring back and say this um take us now to your journey right how do you get huh. to where you are now how do you bounce how back? do you bounce back how does rehema cards come to exist fully you know take us to the now we want to be high on on your success right. yeah. right. so once i realized that uh my faith in god started to come back and it was because of things how i was seeing things and also going to the fact that my family had survived what it survived and we were living where we were living i'm like this is not by chance they have yes. to be like you say if you believe in that higher power mm-hmm. so I said we're in America where everybody wants to make it. Mm-hmm. But I said Rahama, humble yourself. I my family said what can we do for you? Now this is the last time I tried to do mm-hmm. and I think that's when they're like I think this person has a problem. Mm-hmm. So they're like what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. I said buy me a one way ticket to Uganda. Mm-hmm. So I was going to be there for two years. I was there for two years. Mm. I won't speak of what happened there. <laughs> but most of the things that helped. That's, that's a full podcast. A full podcast. I used to take walks into the most poor places with maybe just a few changes in my hands. Mm-hmm. But I would see how people were living. Mm-hmm. And I would see kids playing. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I am. I just came from America, you know. But if I tell somebody on the street that I just came from America, they'll be yeah. like, oh. Money. They would expect money from yes. me. Yeah. So the fact that I was back there with no money and people knew where I came from, mm-hmm. that alone was a test for myself mm-hmm. to be confident and to be strong regardless of what people thought about me because mm-hmm. I got disrespected a lot once people found out that I didn't have money, but yet I just came from America. So that it was a lesson to say, do you see that it doesn't matter what people think about you, what matters is what you think about you. Mm-hmm. So The come up started and then I worked for this woman who was from Switzerland at a barbershop. She was very very rude and I said, 
you're not going to be rude to me in my own continent. Mm-hmm. No. So with that too, it was just more like learning how work life was back home mm-hmm. so that I can also say, you're actually, you have an upper hand in America. Mm-hmm. So notice the, notice your position over there mm-hmm. and then use it. Mm-hmm. Once I came back to America, I renewed my, I renewed my um, salon license It was about 2017. And mm-hmm. from then on, I was just ready to charge. Mm-hmm. I worked hard, mm-hmm. a few jobs. And unfortunately, I ended up staying with the family. I was trying to get back on my feet. But I stayed with the family to where like the uncle through marriage was sexually trying to harass me. But I stayed. I was working on my credit, which helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but because I was healing and I was becoming stronger, I was able to detach those behaviors from me. So just because you are texting me that, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm that person. Mm-hmm. That's just who you are. Mm-hmm. So I won't feel bad about myself because you're texting me that. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then that's the thing with depression too, though. I would have episodes. Mm-hmm. So I came to realize that for me, every three months was almost like clockwork. Okay. And then whenever I would have no desire to go to work, mm-hmm is when I would know that mm, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I would ask for days off from work mm-hmm. so that I can have that time to regroup mm-hmm. and not feel like I'm being forced mm-hmm. to go to work. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing too that we don't touch on, but like feeling like we have to do something. Yeah. It's not too healthy, especially if you don't like it that much. But I loved it so much that I was like, I'm going to have this craft Be my medicine. Okay. Because once again, when you walk into a barbershop, you leave your problems at the door. Mm-hmm. And then it's about the customer. Mm-hmm. So from day to day, giving the stage to the customers, that helped me. And also seeing the people that I used to party with mm-hmm. almost be in the same party mentality. And then it let me know too that maybe they weren't true friends. Mm. It was party people mm. because our goals are different. Mm-hmm. And really, most of it, most of the people that I met, I met them out. Mm-hmm. So when you go out, about 50 people, you say, hello, let's dance, let's drink. Mm-hmm. But here I am going to work, mm-hmm. yet I'm sleeping on the streets of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because now I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I know that instead of me having to ask you for help, mm-hmm. let me learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's not so that I don't help you when you come to me. Mm-hmm. No, it's just that I've, I'm tired of not even having to ask for help. Because sometimes it's, if you come into my presence, right, and you look hungry, mm-hmm. I shouldn't ask you if you need food. Mm-hmm. I should have the common sense and the heart to say, here's food. food. Yeah. So then... I noticed that that happened a lot. People I used to party with, I got thrown out of people's houses because I said something that was honest that maybe I wasn't supposed to say and all of that. So I chose to be my own friend. Mm. And the decision though, that decision helped me a lot because I focused. Mm-hmm. So I had friends who didn't do what I did for work, mm-hmm. but we could drink together. Mm-hmm. Now let's say we're drinking till midnight, but I have work at six in the morning. Yeah, You might be off. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'll still make it to work. Mm-hmm. So I made sure I did that. And then also having the vision for Rahema's cut in my head was like, well, Rahema, Rahema's cut will never be Rahema without Rahema around. Mm-hmm. And really, Rahema's cut is not just about giving people haircuts. Mm-hmm. It's so that I can talk mm-hmm. the way I'm talking like this. Because mm-hmm. if I meet a 70-year-old man who says he's depressed because he doesn't have enough money, which I did meet, mm-hmm. And then I tell him about my little story that the whole thing of it's not that your story isn't important, mm-hmm. but it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Just the other day, it could be worse. Rahema, Rahema, I think Everybody, what they, we need to do. People drop gems what here. Yeah, this is a, I think we need to rename this gem yeah, house. Gem house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just sit down. It's just gems after gems. Yeah. I think we just need to leave the room. Put the podcast on. Let Rehema go. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> fly. Just fly. Because the stories I believe from those haircuts you have will be just... You know, mind blogging, blowing. Is that blogging? Is blowing? Mind blowing. Mind blowing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we're we, we, this is mental health help for us here too. We learn <laughs> English. <laughs> Each anyways, one teach one. I know, but but I want to ask two questions because we need to start winding up here. Um, so. One, one, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm here hearing that you chose to heal. There's a part of you where you actively mm. chose to heal. Yes. And there's yes. someone who's going through these, but they're still in the stage where everyone 
is to blame. Yeah. You know, everyone is da da da. Let me take this bottle. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. But you have to get to a place where you make that choice. Just like Izo got to that night and said, "I'm making this choice." Mm-hmm. Victor got to that stage. He said, "I'm making this choice." Mm-hmm. You know, Duncan is gonna say when he made that choice. So I think there's power in us to yes. to take control over the situations we are in. You've mentioned homeless. Have you you've be, t- t- tell us just a little bit as we wind up on this have you gone to shelters what 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 is homeless what has that been for you Um so homelessness is not always that people are addicted to drugs and they're sleeping on the on the streets mm-hmm. So how I became homeless the first time was I was feeling suicidal mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do it mm-hmm. And like I said that's when I said I think I'm okay It's just that I'm having an issue. So I called the hospital and I said, "Can I please come in? I would like to talk to somebody, but I don't need medication." Yes. So I went to Cambridge, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's where I went to. Mm-hmm. So after 3 days, they released me. Mm-hmm. They never gave me medication because mm-hmm. they said, "We are happy that you yourself came." No. Because really I felt like, "Oh." But then, it's like, "No, that's not. Mm-mm, let me go talk to somebody." Mm-hmm. So I stayed there for 3 days, but I drove there. Mm-hmm. My car was there. Mm-hmm. So I told my brother and my aunt to go pick up my car mm-hmm. because I had left the sunroof open and mm-hmm. it had rained. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was being discharged, I called my aunt to see if she could come get me. Mm-hmm. But she said, "No, that's too far and I'm going to have the kids with me. Mm-hmm. So let me come get you tomorrow." Mm-hmm. That didn't sit well with me because the fact that I had admitted myself, mm-hmm. now I was ready to leave, mm-hmm. meaning that I was okay enough to know that I had an issue, mm-hmm. so let me seek help. Now I'm okay enough to say I can leave. Mm-hmm. So my aunt says that. I ended up calling a different friend. He came to get me. And then I went to my aunt where I was staying and I said, "Can I get my car keys?" She says, "Rahama, I'm scared that you're going to go kill yourself if I give you your car keys." Mm-hmm. And I looked at her in the eye and I said, "I called the hospital myself. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to kill myself, I could have done it in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Please give me my car keys." Mm-hmm. She says, "No. By the grace of God, her daughter runs out." Mm-hmm. Rachel always running. She runs out. And then I go to the purse and I grab the keys. I ask her, I say, "Can you please give me a ride to my car?" Now at that moment, my car was my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be in my car because I had slept in it. I had that was my home. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I had a job too. I was going to work, mm-hmm. but with this America, no credit, you can't get an apartment. Mm-hmm. All of this, mm-hmm. so all of that too discourages you. Mm-hmm. It's like I have a job, but I can't even have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So her daughter runs out. I grab the keys. I took a walk. I walked for three hours mm. to go grab my car. But in that three hours, I was praying and I was asking. I'm like, please bring no wine out of me. Just give me something, something. I went, grabbed the car. I had ten dollars. I grabbed. I bought gas, and then I went to Jamming Wings because they used to have parties there. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me go there. There might be somebody that knows me. Maybe they'll buy me something to eat. Mm-hmm. I go. Boom. It's empty. So I go to the cashier and I was like, "Can I please have a glass of water with ice?" And she gives it to me and I go outside and I look up and I'm like, "God, please give me a sign." And I was hungry. Mm-hmm. So this man who happened to work at Jamming Wing comes out mm-hmm. with wings. Mm-hmm. I take the wing. He gives me the wings and then turns out he was getting off work and he says, "And I said, "Well, I have a car. Instead of you having to catch a bus, let me let me take you home." Mm-hmm. I took him home and then I was like, "Can I please have a shower?" His mother was there as well and his son. So I felt comfortable. Not I just mm-hmm. felt comfortable. Yeah. So he says, "Of course, but let me make sure the bathroom is clean." So there was a book right next to me and from that moment is when I said, "You know what? Be still and know that I am God." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there was a book right there. I opened it on a very random page mm-hmm. and he said, "Be still and know that I am God." Mm. And then I went to go take a shower and I had put my t-shirt on top of the counter and my t-shirt dropped on the floor and then I picked it up I was like oh no the floor is probably dirty I put it up and guess what my t-shirt dropped in the trash mm-hmm. and that moment though it just showed me that you're about to go sleep in your car you're probably going to go to the bathroom outside and now you have the audacity to be like oh this floor is dirty mm-hmm. when they just let you take a shower so all of that in my head was like mm. so i ended up going but he offered for me to sleep there but i said no i slept at walmart and the reason why i did that is because 
I felt close. I felt closer to God. I never felt scared on that road. I used to drive and look for a place to park, mm. but being alone in that car, I could talk to God mm. and not have anybody judge what I was saying. But also because nobody was listening and people, most people didn't hear what I had go through my mind. I was able to express myself freely. Mm-hmm. But seeing those words, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. So you um, didn't have, you didn't take medications. No. And you are you using any? Are there any treatments or therapies that you? you're using to manage your mental illness if any and are you struggling with depression or anxiety at the moment two questions we wrap up i listen to the bible a lot i don't go to church but i listen to the bible a lot i meditate maybe eight times eight days a week there's only seven days in a week i do yoga mm-hmm. and i'm very selfish with my space mm-hmm. you are not going to hang out just because you want to hang out because mm-hmm. that's the whole thing of triggering as well so, you may think I'm a mean person, but I know what I'm protecting. It's your space. Yep. It's my space. Are you struggling with any depression or anxiety? About two weeks ago, I quit a job and registered a business. Mm-hmm. and Or well, three weeks ago. So, that, of course, will give you some, some level of, anxiety. Yeah. But ev- on a daily basis, I talk to God and I say, please go before me and prepare everything. Mm-hmm. I may have some fears. I may have some doubts. But guess what? If I could survive, mm. if all these people could survive, the people that survived genocide, the people that survived all of these things, I can, I can too. Yeah. Self-confidence. And that's a journey you've had. Confidence yes. in yourself and we are proud of you. So we will not say anything more. I just want to thank you. Ezra will finish up with a, with a thought as we we'll finish up on your, your, your quote. Mm. But I want to thank you for coming through. You're brave you're strong, you're a queen, God loves you, and God has a purpose for you. So thank you for sharing your story with us. We're blessed to have you here. And yeah, God God loves you and keep keep your head up. Amen and thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, man. You're courageous. Mm. You have a lot of courage. You're resilient. Mm. The decision to go to Uganda, Mm. I I wanted to prick that a little more, but we don't have time. Yeah. Uh, That decision... Looks like that decision was brave. It was really brave. And listeners, mm. you have it. I yeah. mean, God can come and take you from wherever you are if you let him. Yeah. We will. Just let him. Yeah. Yeah. I say surrender. Yeah. Surrender to him. Yeah, we just want to celebrate you. Endometriosis warrior. Yeah. You know, from homeless to owning your own place. From being fired to having your own business, yeah. yes. you know, from traveling six countries to interstate, crossing oceans, you've seen it all. But I want to finish on this quote. I want to say that, you know, I said this earlier on that when you buy a car, it comes with a manual. It, it tells you what to use, how to use and stuff. And we sometimes fail to realize that we didn't just exist to just appear. There was a reason for us to be there. I'm going to read this verse and then just bring that together. In Jeremiah 1 verses 5, he says that, and the Lord said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. Before even your parents conceived you, God had seen you and had a purpose for you. And it's those moments when, you know, you keep on hearing, whether you believe in God or not, you keep on hearing, I saw that night mm-hmm. negotiating with God. You, you, you listen to Rehema saying, be still. Mm-hmm. You know, that place you come back to the owner, the founder, the maker, the sustainer, the being of your life mm-hmm. is when you'll discover yourself. And so you don't have to go to any church, but you just have to be in your own way, reconnect with yourself and your higher being, whoever that will be. I'll say these as I close. Listen, listeners, remember this. God does not sit there and say, just have kids. He sees a need in the world. Then he creates you to fill that need. You are the answer to a problem out there. You are a solution to a homeless person right now. 
you are the you are the the, the key to the success of your children that God has given you so like Rahema and the other warriors who have been here at Amazing Truth podcast be still you know that is God that is our amazing truth podcast for this season Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you and see you on the next one.